You're where my help comes from. Give me peace on. You know that's what to do. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me peace to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. I will love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love
Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight. Lord, we will always lift up our eyes onto the hills because our help only comes from you. Heavenly Father, we are privileged to be in your house tonight. We are privileged, oh God, that you made way for us to be here tonight. We are thankful to you. Lord, we know that our presence here will never be in vain. We know, oh God, that we will not live here the same we came. But we ask, oh God, that you speak to us, minister to our hearts. Let there be a change in our understanding. Let there be a change in the way we look at things. Let there be a change in the way we decide on things. Let our walk with you be taken to another level. Spirit of God, we ask that you take control of our service tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Forever all my days, hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Wonderful. We want to share the word of God tonight. Tonight, I want to introduce to you another series of messages that we're going to go through. And um, we're going to talk about fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter four. And we want to read verse number seven. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. A good fight. A good fight. You know, there are different kinds of fights. There are different kinds of fights. But not all of them are good fights. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of fights. There are... Boxing is one type of fight. It's a type of fight. Wrestling is a type of fight. It is a type of fight where people have taken it as a profession. My profession is fighting. I fight you, and then I get salary. So they have professional boxers who come and they just beat you. That is their, that is their profession. And they learn this and they practice it. Isn't that so? Wrestling is a type of fight. They beat you and they get paid a lot of money. That is their profession. There's a political fight. 
Political fight where people who were once friends, they were once friends, but because of power, they become enemies. And they say all sorts of things to themselves. Amen. Hillary Clinton was a friend of Trump some few years ago. And Trump was supporting her with funds. But now, because of power, they have become enemies. And they say all sorts of things to each other. It is a type of fight also. Isn't that so? Yeah. Different types of fight. There are civil wars where tribal men are fighting against each other. They will come and they will burn your, all your poor hearts that you have had. The place where you live, they will come and they just burn the whole place down. And then you also go and burn their place down. Sometimes they are killing one another. Amen. Sometimes torturing one another. It's also a type of fight. Isn't that so? That's a type of fight. Amen. There is also fight among married people. <laughs> Hallelujah. A fight among marriage people. Now, usually that type of fight involves words. They use words to fight. And usually, the women have upper hand when it comes to fighting with words. Never compete with a woman in a fight with words. They will win. Women have words, special words for fighting. Spicy words for fighting. Words that when they give it to you, you feel a pain. You feel it. You go, when you, the words come, nobody has touched you, but you feel, ouch! This one is painful. Amen. Women have words that can really hurt you. So you don't, in, in a, you don't compete when it comes to that fight, you say, I give up. You lift up your hands and you surrender quickly. Amen. Sometimes they don't even use words to fight. Especially when it comes to a woman to a woman. They use signs and body language. You know, they specialize in certain walks to tell you, to give you a message. They specialize in certain eye movements to give you a message. And then you will get the message and then you understand and it, it, she has not said anything, but it will hurt you. And that is the purpose. It is intended to hurt you. Amen. Specialized way of looking or even turning their head is a way to tell you something. Or a way that they will look at you is giving you a message. Amen. They specialize in this. Hallelujah. It is also a type of fight. And that kind of fight can go on for a long time. And you see people are having pains for a long time. It's also a type of fight. There's also economic fight. Where you are fighting to stay on top. <laughs> or you are fighting to just survive. You see people struggling, a big fight just to stay on top or just to survive. Amen. It's also a type of fight. 
There's also physical fight. Physical fight where people settle disputes by physical. This is how, this is how they bring peace. <laughs> when there's an issue, this is how we settle it. We settle the issue by fight. I, 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 I give you pain and then the case is settled. It's also another type of fight. There's a place where when, when, when a woman wants to really be serious about the fight, to show you that she's really serious about this fight, she takes all her clothes off. I heard, I heard that a, somebody stole a woman's chicken. You know, and she came and she couldn't find it. And she was told that someone in this house has taken it. So she took off all her clothes and she was coming with a stick in the street. And it's to tell you that this is not an easy fight that I'm about to. Amen. It's also a type of fight. Hallelujah. But you realize that um, in all of these kinds of fight, no one wins. There's always no winner. Do you understand? And in fact, most times, both opponents lose. In the end, at the end of the fight, both opponents will lose. Hallelujah. Especially the fight among spouses. The fight among spouses, almost always, you will both lose. Amen. You exchange words that are bitter, painful words, harmful words, and worse, they can cause permanent scars, permanent damage, damage beyond repairs. Hallelujah. You will exchange words that bring harm. Amen. And you can't fix it. Very, very painful words. Hallelujah. But there is a particular fight that God wants us to fight. I said there is a particular fight that God wants us to fight. Amen. You see, most of these fight, all the other fight, that you, when you take it upon yourself, it will not benefit you. God says, leave that battle. He says, the battle is God's. Amen. He says, leave that battle. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15. He says, the battle is of the Lord's. The battle is God's. So don't touch that wall. Don't go to that end. For that, leave it to God. And if you take it upon yourself, you realize that you lose that battle. Amen. But but there is a particular type of fight that God wants you to fight it. God is saying you should fight it. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. I really want you to get this introduction so that when we take off, you will understand. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession, before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. 
fight the good fight of faith. Now you understand that a fight can be of faith, but it may not be a good fight. Do you understand? You can have a faith that upon which you take upon certain fight. But it may not be a good fight. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You may have this particular faith, and you say, because of my faith, that is why I'm doing this fight. But it may not be a good fight. But God is saying, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. So that means there are other fights that God does not want us to do, or God does not want us to take upon ourselves. But the fight of faith, he says we should take it. We should fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. There are certain fights that God does not want you even to come closer. There are certain fights that God does not want you to take it upon yourself. Because you will lose. Amen. Amen. You will lose that fight. And any fight that God says don't take it upon yourself, if you take it upon yourself, you will lose that fight. Amen. For instance, the fight against fornication. The scripture says flee fornication. Flee fornication. That means stay away from it. Don't take this fight upon yourself. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22. You see, I call this scripture the two by two scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22. It says, flee also what? Useful lust. Flee useful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It says, flee youthful, youthful lust. Flee it. Youthful lust. Flee it. That means when you realize it is just the two of us left together, I call it two by two. So anytime you realize, hey, it's just the two of us here, flee. Anytime you realize you are left alone, the two of us, remember 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It's a two by two scripture. If you realize that in the car, you know, we are going to drop this one off, and then we drop this one off, and we drop this one, and then it's left the two of us, you say, drop me off right here. I will drop me off right here. Oh, yes. Remember right away, 2 Timothy 1, 2 by 2. 2 Timothy 2, verse 22. Remember. Because you see, this fight, if you take it upon yourself, you will lose. It says, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. Run away from youthful lust. Take off from youthful lust. When you realize that, look, as we are going, other people are leaving. Other people are leaving. Hey, if this sister also leaves, if this is not the two, right away, you leave with that sister. Amen. Because if you take this fight upon yourself, you will not go on. Amen. It is that fight that when you step on the road, you cannot resist it. And so God says, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. Amen. Flee youthful lust. And a lot of times when you are setting on this road, on this fight, 
there will be a lot of opportunities to flee. Sometimes you plan and you say, oh, I'm going to take the train. And you take the train and then you have to go and take the bus. Even as you are going to the train station, you realize, oh, you are catching the train. The train left you. It's one step, one opportunity for you to flee. You see, you are planning, you are going to the girl's house. You are taking the train. You went to the train station, the train has left. It's an opportunity to flee. But you wait. Even as you were coming the stairs to the train station, you twisted your ankle. You twisted your ankle. And you see, an opportunity for you to flee. But you stay there and let the ankle heal. Stay there, let four, three, five trains pass. And then you climb the stairs gradually to go upstairs. You have mean something in your head. And opportunities are coming for you to flee. Amen. And then you sit on the train. And then you come to the train stairs, the stop, you get off, and you realize it is raining. And you don't have an umbrella. Oh! Get back on the train and come back home. But you wait for the rain to stop. Several opportunities for you to stop. But you won't stop. It is like premeditated murder. <laughs> you say, as I have set a course, I am going. You won't stop. And then you go, and then you find, you, as you are climbing the stairs, there's no elevator in the apartment complex. <laughs> no elevator in the apartment complex. Five, and she lives on the fifth floor. Fifth floor and you are climbing. And you are climbing. And you are climbing. With your twisted ankle. Several... Each of the steps as you are taking, each one is an opportunity for you to stop. And then you go through and go and then you arrive at the fifth floor. And then you knock the door. You knock the door. First knock, nobody is answering. You are still there, waiting. It's an, it's an opportunity right there. For you to return. Flee. But you keep knocking and knocking. The person is sleeping. Because the train left you. You came very late. She thought you were not coming. So you, you, you kept knocking the door and then she comes to open. At that time, you are in already. There's no opportunity. You cannot flee. I say you cannot flee at that time. It's too late. So you see, don't take this fight upon you. Don't say, I can control myself. When I am there and anything is happening, I can control myself. You are there, it's too late. You can't control yourself. So God says, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. Amen. Ladies, when you see youthful lust in the man's eyes, you say, the way he's looking at me, I think there's something coming in his head. Flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. You know, sometimes, but we like the compliments. And then you say, there is no way. 
this, I will ever sleep with this man. There is no way I will ever go with this man. There is no way, but you like the compliments, and you like the compliments. You see, the Bible says, flee youthful lust as you are enjoying the compliments and enjoying the compliments and enjoying the compliments. By the time you realize, you see, it's like, um, you see, when the kids play on their slide, do you see? They make a lot of effort to go to the top. Now, as you are going, you can look down and say, I'm afraid. And then you can come down. And then you can get to the top. Even then, you still have opportunity to come down. Do you see? It's like, have you gone to the, um, <laughs> the roller coasters <laughs> before? You have opportunity as you are standing in the line. You see? You have a lot of opportunity to change your mind. And get out. And you are going, and you are going, and then you get to a place where the, the people allow kids at this different height and so on and so forth. At that time, you still have opportunity because when the kid is under the weight, under the height, they will let the child go this way. So at this point, you have an opportunity. But if you enter, if you climb to the slide and you are on the top, even there, you have an opportunity. But once you sit on the slide, you are going down. Sister, if you continue to enjoy the compliments and enjoy it, you are going to slide like a slide. And you will not be aware. It says, flee youthful lust. You, may, you, know, you may not have any desire for the woman or for the man. But the compliments, as you are enjoying it, and it's, you feel lustful. Do you see? Because that is why you are enjoying it. But that time, if you don't flee, you will realize that it's too late to do anything. Hallelujah. So it says, flee youthful lust. Second, that's my, one of my favorite scriptures for young people. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It is a two by two scripture. When it's left for the two of you alone, flee. Don't allow it. That means that don't allow him to come to your apartment. Don't allow her to come to your apartment. Amen. You see, you can go and, you are beloved, you can go and sit in a restaurant somewhere and eat. But you are not alone. You see, it's not two by two. There are other people, and so you can't misbehave. There are watchful eyes all around you. But when you are left alone, when it's just the two of you, you are calling for a lot of trouble. So, this fight of this type of fight, God says, flee. Don't, don't entertain it. Don't let it come close to you. Amen. So, you see, this kind, lustful fight, couples also should pro- protect themselves. Spouses should protect each other. Amen. How? Ask me how. How? How are we going to protect each other? How? By not letting the person be hungry. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Couples should protect their spouses, each other, protect the person that the person will flee from this last also. Because if, you see, 
if you if you don't protect the person and you allow him to encounter this fight, he cannot resist. It is a fight that no one takes upon himself. Amen. Don't say me, I am strong. Don't say I can resist. I can you see the scripture is not saying when you encounter this, resist it or it says flee, flee. That means that don't go near it. Don't go near it. Amen. Don't go near it. Don't come near it. It is not the type of fight that you want to be involved in. Because you see, fleshly fights, the fight that is in the flesh, they are very difficult. Do you understand? They are very difficult. The reason is, most of the time, when you encounter this kind of fight, you don't even call for the spirit to help you. Do you see? When you were going on a train, you were not speaking in tongues. When you were going to your girlfriend's house in the tr- and you were going to take the train, you were not speaking in tongues. In fact, you, you did not even want to see any Christian on the way. You didn't want to see anyone, just in case somebody changes your mind. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, such type of fight in the flesh, you have to just flee from it. Amen. Fight against eating too much or eating unhealthy food, for instance. It is not something that you have to challenge yourself with. Do you understand? That I owe, I am going to accompany you to go to IHOP and I'm going to sit there and watch you eat. You see, you don't entertain this kind of fight. Because you fall. Do you understand? You see, if the food is not available, you will not eat it. But when you avail the food to yourself, when the food is available, you will be overcome. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, fighting the flesh is not something that you should take upon yourself. Stay If you stay away from the food, you will not eat it. Amen. So, Stay away from this type of fight. Now tonight, I want to give you three reasons why a fight is a good fight. So I'm introducing this message and then we will take off subsequently. So three reasons why a fight is a good fight. Because God says we must fight a good fight. We must fight, but only good fight. Do you understand? There is no other fight. If the fight is not good, we should not fight it. He says, fight a good fight. Amen. Amen. So, number one, the fight is good because you will win. The fight is good because you will win. When you embark on a good fight, you will win. You will always win if you embark on a good fight. Any fight that you, you will not, any fight that is not a good fight, you will lose. If the fight is not a good fight, you will lose. Amen. So if you are not going to win, it means it's not a good fight. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If the fight is a bad fight, you are going to lose. And in fact, good lawyers, good attorneys, they don't embark on every fight. If you have a good lawyer, he will not take every case. There are certain cases that they will say, this is not worth fighting. 
it means it's not a good fight. And in such a fight, if you go on and on, you will lose it. Amen. So certain cases, they will say, let's settle peacefully. Do you understand? There are certain cases at workplaces, as such as sexual harassment cases and all these things. They are not good fights. And so when it comes to this, he says, let's settle and leave the matter alone. Do you understand? Let's settle out of court. If you take this fight upon yourself, you will lose. So a good fight, you will win. A fight is good if you will win. Amen. Any good fight may be difficult, but it will wear. You see, and now even the, it is not even a fight if it is not difficult. Do you understand? If it is not, the thing is not a fight or it's not difficult, then it's not a fight. A fight means it is challenging. It is beyond the norm or it's harder than the usual. And so you have to persist. You have to exert yourself. Amen. But a fight is good if you will win. Hallelujah. The second reason, because it will cause you no harm. The fight is good because it will cause you no harm. Amen. The fight is good because it will cause you no harm. Now, if God is encouraging us to fight, then the fight cannot be a bad fight. There is no evil in God. So if God is saying we should fight, then that fight is a good fight. And it will not bring us harm. Hallelujah. In the end, it will not bring us harm. It can only be a good fight. Do you agree with me? But a fight with worse among spouses is not a good fight. It will bring you harm. Amen. The fight among spouses is a bad fight. A fight with your wife or a fight with your husband is a bad fight. And like I was saying, it usually involves worse. Hallelujah. Couples can fight. And you realize by the grace of God, it will always cool down. Almost always. The fire will always cool down. You cannot always be angry. You can be angry all the time. You will realize that it will cool down. Do you understand? It will cool down. But the after effects, when it has cooled down, the after effects will always be harmful. That is what makes it a bad fight. Good fight does not leave you any harm. Amen. How many couples are changing their minds about fighting? It is not a good fight. It is not beneficial after the, at the end of the fight. Hallelujah. Certain words have permanent scars. It has permanent damage. You will hear someone say to the spouse, I regret the path that led me to meet you. Do you see? Now, you see, when you say something like this, and you are fighting and you are angry, and then you say, I regret the day that I met you. I curse the day that I met you. And you see, in our anger, we say all sorts of things. You say all sorts of things. And you realize that the fire is high up there. And so you are saying a lot of things. You say this and I will say that. You say this and I will say this. And we are exchanging fire. 
But you realize the fire will cool down. And when the fire has cooled down, the damage that this has done, you can never take it back. You realize that we have settled the matter, but you always remember, hey, so this man, this is what really is in his heart. So this woman, this is what is really in in her heart. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The harm has been done. So such fight among spouses, they are never beneficial. You see a husband and a wife fighting, in, and they are fighting sometimes in their car, and you are fighting, and you are fighting, and exchanging words, and, and, he say, and then you are somewhere in the middle of nowhere. He says, leave me here. Get, stop the car. Let me get off. Out of your anger. And you are also very angry. And then you stop the car, and she gets off, and you take off. Amen. You see, and then you realize you are by yourself on the highway. No phone because you were angry you left your phone in the car. It's not a good fight. You realize that you, you, the end of it will bring you harm. Some animal will come and eat you or... <laughs> Amen. It's not a good fight. Out of your anger. I've heard that someone actually was in the car and as the car was moving, he opened the car and stepped out. Anger. Step out of the moving car. I said fight among couples is not a good fight. Because in the end, it brings harm. It brings harm. Amen. You know, any decision that you take in your anger is not a good decision. I take it from me. You can write your decisions down, the ones that you take in anger. You write all of them down. Any one that you take, any decision you make out of your anger is never a good decision. And when the anger has cooled down, you realize that this is not the right decision that you would want to make. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So certain fights, they will bring you harm, and it's not a good fight. Hallelujah. The fight, for instance, this prodigal son, you know, he rose up in his father's house, and I want to go, I want to go, I am of age. And the father is talking to him. I believe the father may have called uncles, come and talk to this young man. He doesn't seem to understand what life is about. He wants to go. He says, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I am of age. And the father says, okay, go. And I believe, give me the portion. I'm, I'm out of this house. Take off his stuff. And then he went away. He took off. Hallelujah. And he himself, at the end, he himself, he realized that, you see, the fire had cooled down. He came to a point, the Bible says that he came to his senses. And he came to a stage when the fire had cooled down. And he, he, he realized that he says, I know that this fight, this thing that I have done, my father will forgive me. He realized my father will forgive me. But he realized also that things are not going to be the same. Let's just look at that scripture. In Luke, Luke chapter 15. I said, bad fight, they leave you with harm. They leave you with harm. 
Luke chapter 15. And verse, it's from verse 11. You know, um, yes. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the young son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his field to feed swine. Do you see now it has begun already the after effect of this fight. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. Amen. He says, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, why would he go back to his father? Because he believes that his father will forgive him. Do you see? He knows that by now the fire has cooled down and the father will forgive him. So he says, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And now look at the after effect. So he says, and I know that I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Do you see? He's coming back. He's coming back as a son, but he's not in the house as a son. And he himself, he acknowledges it. He knows that he's not coming back the same. As a fight that is a bad fight, it brings harm. It leaves you with harm. He himself knows that as I am coming, I am not coming back with my full rights as a son. He says, take me as one, he says, make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. I am no more, no more. I am no more worthy. I don't qualify to be called your son. I'm no more worthy. Certain fights, it leaves you unworthy. Certain fights, after you have exchanged certain words, it leaves you unworthy of a wife. It leaves you unworthy of a husband. You are in it, you are in the relationship, but you don't feel worthy as a wife. You, now your mind is, this is how he thinks of me. Even though the fire has cooled down, but you are always going to think of, this is actually how he thinks of me. He regrets the day that he met me. Sometimes you say, I wish I had married. You know, you were not even the one that I was going to marry. 
If things had really worked out for me, you are not the one that I would have married. Do you see? And so you, 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 you have said these things and the anger has gone and we have settled and we are in the house. We are living in the house as husband and wife. But it's not the same. Need you understand what I'm sharing? It's not the same. You are looking at your, one day you are sitting there and then you are looking at your wedding pictures and then you, and then your mind starts going by, oh, the nice times, you know, and then, and then you remember the day that you met her and the memory. It comes back. You see, you will not say anything. But this is what, it can never be erased. It can never be erased. It brings permanent harm, permanent damage. It can never be erased. Hallelujah. Words are very, very powerful. Words are very, very powerful. And one thing with words is that once they go out, you can never take them back. You can never take them back. You can apologize. You can bring elders and sit down and settle the mud. But you can never take back the words that came out. Amen. Somebody understand what I'm sharing? So look at it. It says, and the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, do you see? Here, I didn't even see the father say, no, son, you are worthy to be my son. You are, nothing has changed. You are worthy to be my son. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Look, certain fights, when you fight, it brings a permanent harm. Hallelujah. It says, the father said, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Let me tell you, you may exchange these words and wicked words, damaging words, harmful and painful words, and we settle the matter and we sit down and we talk and everything seems to be okay. You are cooking the nice dinner again. You are serving him nicely, putting everything. But things are never going to be the same. Be very careful with words. These words that we use in fight. So the father is, you know, we are having a party because you have come. He says, bring, we are putting on the best robe. We are putting on you, putting on ring and shoes on your feet. And he says, bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. We are enjoying because of your return. We are enjoying because you have realized you, you were stupid once. You have come to your senses and you are coming back. You see? But things are not the same. We are celebrating your return. We are in the house together. We are still friends. But things are not the same. Amen. I can call you and we can chat, but I can't trust you with certain things anymore. Amen. Things are not the same. I thought I was confiding in you. Now you are using it against me. And you have come and you have apologized to me. I am sorry I said this and I said that and I said this. But things are not the same. Things are not the same. 
You see, sometimes you are there, you, have, you are not thinking of it. It's not, even when you think of it, it's not going to make you angry. Or when you see the person, it's not going to make you angry, but things are not the same. Amen. So we have to be very careful with words. So it says, bring Hitler the fathered calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. This was the son who never left. This was the older son who was in the house. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. He came from the field and he heard that there's a lot of rejoicing, party, a lot of people, nice clothes, smelling nice food. And he called one of the servants and says, what's happening in the house? What is going on? And the servant said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fathered calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came out his father out and entreated him. And he, answering, said to his father, Lo, these ye many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Hallelujah. He says, look, I have been here with you. I never left. I have never disobeyed your commandments. Everything that you have told me I have done. I am serving you doing this, doing that, being an obedient child, but not even once have you given me a kid, a baby cow or a baby lamb to kill, to make merry with my friends. You have never done this. You have never had a party because I have been around. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou had killed for him the fathered calf. How is that possible? As soon as this thy son, this prodigal, this son, wasteful son, as soon as he can, you have killed the fathered calf. And he said unto him, son, listen very carefully. His father said unto him, son, thou art with me, and all that I have is thine. Everything that I have in the house is yours. Yes, your brother has come. We have put on a nice robe and a nice ring and a nice shoes and we are rejoicing and we are merrymaking and we are, but the real wealth in this house, the real wealth in this house, the real thing in this house, what I really have, the value that is in this house, it belongs to you. Things are not the same. He has come back, but he has no portion in this. He has come back, but he has no portion. Let me tell you, certain fights, when you take upon yourself, it brings a permanent harm. It brings a permanent damage. Yes, he has returned. I am glad and I am happy that he is safe. But things are not the same. 
Things are not the same. Things are not going to be the same in this house. Hallelujah. He says, and he said unto him, son, thou art with me, ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meat. It was just appropriate that we should make merry. It is just appropriate. It was meat. That is what it means. It is in order that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. That's it. That's it. It was just appropriate. It is only appropriate that we celebrate because he's alive. We are not celebrating because he has taken his position back as a son. We are celebrating because he's alive. Because he came to say sorry. His position is not the same. His place in the house is not the same. Amen. Amen. His place in the house is not the same. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, certain fights, when you take it upon yourself, sometimes God will place you in a particular church. And then you take upon certain fights, and you are angry, and you leave, and you say, the house of God is the house of God. And out of that fight, out of that anger, you leave and you go. You have come, but the place is not the same. Your place is not the same. Your position is not the same. Amen. Yes, it's the same father's house. You are sorry you have come back, but the place is not the same because you took a fight upon yourself and you left the house. And it's not the same. Amen. You left out of anger. You took that. He says, says, this battle is the Lord's. Leave it to the Lord. You are here. This is why I place you. Leave it to the Lord. You come back, but the place is not the same for you. The position is not the same again. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, yes, we will, we will, we, they, they will welcome you there. You are in a different house. We are glad. Because when you left here, for a long time, you are not even going to church. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? For a long time, you are not even going to church. And then you have come to this other house. And we are rejoicing because a Christian once lost has returned. That is our rejoicement. Do you understand? But the place is not the same. He says, this time brother was dead and is alive again. It, it was meat that we should make merry. Don't worry. All that I have. Does it mean that the, the whole of the fact, all that I have means everything that is in this house. Does it mean that there's any portion in this place for this man? The rope can be a borrowed rope with borrowed shoes. Don't worry. After this party, we are taking them off. And the ring. Bring the ring. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There are certain fights that we don't take it upon ourselves. Hallelujah. Your place will never be the same. Amen. Now the third reason is that a fight is good when there is a good price. A fight is good when there is a good price. A fight is good when there is a good price. The fight of faith will bring a lot of blessings into your life. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The fight of faith, it will bring a lot of blessings into your life. It is a fight. It is a difficult fight. 
but it will bring a lot of blessings into your life. Now, staying a Christian is a difficult fight. Amen. To stay as a Christian is a difficult fight, but it is a good fight. Tell your neighbor it is a good fight. Tell your neighbor you are in a good fight. Say you are fighting a good fight. Hallelujah. How many of you agree with me that this walk with the Lord is a good fight and it's a difficult fight? How many of you agree that it's not an easy fight? It's not an easy fight. It's not easy to stay a Christian. Benice, it's not easy to stay a Christian. Hallelujah. It's not easy to stay a Christian. It's not easy to come to church. Coming to church can be very difficult. Amen. Sometimes you feel like sleeping. Sometimes you feel like today I'm not going. How many of you have experienced that before? Including myself. Hey, the reverend too. Yes, the reverend too. Amen. Yes. Sometimes you feel like not coming. Sometimes you feel very tired. Sometimes you feel very sleepy and you ought to wait on the Lord. Very sleepy. And you say, Lord, give me a word to share. Very sleepy. Very tired. Listen, the Christian walk is not an easy fight. It is not easy to pray. It's not easy to pray. Amen. It's not easy to pray. It's not easy to pray. It's not easy to rise up at dawn to pray. You are tired and then the alarm has woken you up and the reason is wake up and pray. Amen. Sometimes some of you have certain dreams and then you wake up in the middle of the dream and you know that you need to rise up and pray. But you say, I will pray when I wake up. It's not an easy thing. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to be diligent with your quiet time, to be disciplined with your quiet time. And you say, I'll go to work. When I come back, I'll do it. You don't do it. You, you don't do it. How many of you have experienced that before? Yeah. You do it after this. I'll do it. You don't do it. It's not easy to remain a Christian. Hallelujah. It's not easy to fast. It is not easy to fast. Some of you have come not to like Thursdays at all. You don't like Thursdays. Because we fast on Thursdays. Some of you, sometimes you pretend you have forgotten it's Thursday. Amen. And then you eat and then you mind yourself. Oh, it is Thursday. Oh. Because, you see, it's not easy and you didn't even prepare yourself for it. That is why you need a reminder. Early Thursday morning, remind you. And some of you, because of that, you have chosen even to eat earlier before the reminder comes. It's not easy. Look, it's not easy for anyone. There is no one. Look, to discipline the flesh to walk in the faith is not easy. It's not easy. It's not, it was not easy for Paul also. He says, you have to put this body under. Put it under. And put it under subjection. 
You have to. You have to force. It's not easy. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's not easy. It's not easy to forgive. Forgiveness is a very difficult thing. Amen. Forgiveness is a very difficult thing. Sometimes people do things to you that it's very difficult to forgive. Very difficult to forgive. Because you see, the wisdom of this world is teaching you that you are a fool if you forgive. But the word of God is teaching you to forgive. That means become a fool. And you also, you don't want to be a fool. It's not easy to walk as a Christian. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not easy to pay your tithe. Tithe paying is not an easy thing. When you look at, you see, we want the Lord to bless us. You want a fat salary. You want a large salary. But when you look at how much I have to give to the Lord, it is difficult. Sometimes some people are standing before the Lord and what they have is seven and a half percent. Three and a quarter percent. And he says, bring your tithe. And your tithe means a tenth. And as you are coming, your head is down. Lord, you know. It's not easy. But it's worth the fight. I say it is worth the fight. It is worth the fight. It is worth the fight. Persist on. Yes, you are trying. It's seven and a quarter. You have moved to eight and a half percent. You are coming along. You are coming along. But strive. It's a good fight. And fight a good fight. It's a fight a good fight. Fight a good fight of faith. Fight a good fight of faith. And in his own time, he says, it comes with a price. You, I'm not talking about a price you have to pay. I'm talking about a price that you receive, a reward. It comes with a good price. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So fight a good fight of faith. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Fight a good fight of faith. The Christian work is not an easy work. Staying a Christian and a faithful one is not an easy one. But I tell you, it's worth it. Amen. I say it is worth it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So what are the three reasons why a fight is a good fight? Number one. Because you will win. The fight is good because you will win. What makes a fight good is because you will win. You are fighting with your spouse. You will never win. You are fighting among your siblings. You will never win. Nobody will win. Nobody will win. In the end, you realize you are not talking. And you lose. Both of you lose. Benefits. Things that you could have discussed, you can't discuss them. And both of you will lose. So a fight is a good fight because you will win. Number two. It will cause you no harm. A good fight, in the end, it leaves you no harm. It leaves you no harm. It leaves you no loss. Hallelujah. You are not harmed. And then number three. A fight is a good fight because what? There is a good price. There is a good price. Not price, a, a, a fat price to pay. But a good price reward. There's a good reward. Hallelujah. That means a fight is a bad fight because you will lose. Isn't that so? Number two. A fight is a bad fight because it will cost you what? Harm. It will cause you harm. And number three, 
a fight is a bad fight because you will lose a good price. You will not get a reward. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is my introduction. And God willing, we will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The fight of faith is a good fight. The fight of faith is a good fight. There is a reward for this fight. There is a price for this fight. This fight of faith will not leave you any harm. It is a good fight. It will not leave you harm. It will not damage you. It will not bring you to a place where you will be disappointed. It is a good fight. It is a good fight. It will leave you with blessings. There's a lot of blessings in this fight. He says, fight a good fight. Fight a good fight. Father, we are thankful. We are thankful. We are thankful. We will continue on with the fight. It is difficult, but we will pursue. It is difficult, but we will continue. We will not lose strength. Oh, Lord, give us strength to continue on. Give us strength to continue on. Longing to fight a good fight. Bring fight a good fight. Fight a good fight. Something does of world that will bless your heart. Oh, yes. Yes. There are certain fights that I'll will leave bring you with harm. A bad fight will bring you harm. You will so lose in a bad fight. You will lose in a bad fight. A fight is bad because you will lose. Oh, beloved, the Lord is teaching us. Do not embark on a bad fight. But embark on a good fight of faith. He says, fight a good fight of faith. the way things You're into my heart. We are soldiers in this fight. We do not give up. We do not give up. I'm sorry, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us to continue in this fight. Help us, oh, Jesus. To continue in this battle. To continue in this battle. It's a good fight of faith. Yes. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Give us strength, O oh Lord. Give us strength to go on. Give us strength to continue. May we never be weary. We will continue on. Oh, Jesus. King of endless world. Help us, Jesus. We do not fight on our own. You say it is not by strength. It's not by power. It is by your spirit, Jesus. It is by your spirit. We've done a good fight. Give us your spirit in this fight. There are times that we feel like not going on. There are times that we feel like not coming. There are times that we feel like giving up. There are times that we feel we have no strength to go on. But Lord, help us. Give us that strength. That divine strength. The strength of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh, 
tonight we thank you Jesus for speaking to us Lord we have a desire to continue in this fight of faith there are times oh God that we feel like giving up there are times that we feel like not coming there are times oh God that we feel so tired but Lord we cannot fight this fight with our own strength we ask, oh God, that you will help us. Give us the strength of the Spirit. Give us the strength of the Holy One. Lord, that will keep us going on on this fight. You say, fight the good fight of faith. Lord, there are times that we feel like giving up. But we will pursue and we will continue on. We will continue on because it is a good fight. Because we will win. Oh God. You say we are more than conquerors. We are victorious in this fight. Therefore we will continue on. Help us Jesus. This fight will not bring us any harm. We are confident in this fight. That it will leave us no harm. It will bring us to a place of expectation. We are thankful Jesus. There is a price that is ahead of us. Lord, help us to focus on this price that is ahead. Help us, oh God, that our eyes will be on this price. We thank you, Jesus. We are grateful tonight in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are here tonight. You want to give your life to Christ. There is still room at the cross for you. If that is you, you want to give your life to Jesus. Beloved, this is your chance. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. 
You want to embark on this fight of faith. It is a good fight. You want to join in this fight. If that is you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll say a short prayer with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here? Why don't you all join and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I am unworthy. Lord Jesus. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you shed your blood for me. Lord Jesus. Let your blood cleanse me. Let your blood wash me. This evening. I invite you. Into my life. Take control. Take control. I give you full control. I give you full control. Lord Jesus. I take you to be my Lord, to be my master, to be my savior. Please, Jesus, write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be 